So we are live with Peter Payne. Peter Payne. Peter is. Um, you are nestled in the in the in the subtle cold of of the Gunma Prefecture of Japan. So, how's it going over on yes. your neck of the woods? If there's a if there's a bright center to Japan, Gunma is the prefecture that it's farthest from. Yes. Yes. So so the last time we last time Chiaki and I saw it, we actually met you and got to have lunch with you yeah, over in great. Japan. Yeah. It was nice meeting you guys. Finally, it's funny how the you know the internet you you know people for years online and they're like, oh, <laughs> they actually exist. Cool. I yeah. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, and uh, it was so weird because we had been to that train. We we had been to that station where we met you. What was it Takasaki? I think if I remember, mm-hmm. Takasaki <clears throat> Station. It's it seems like it's like a hub for onsen baths because yeah, I, it's one of the major. Uh, you know, just to, to go anywhere north of Tokyo, you usually go through Takasaki or depending on which, which line you're on. Uh, just for people who don't know, a little explanation. So, of course, Tokyo is, you know, in the in the uh, east part of Japan. And then next to Tokyo, you've got Saitama Prefecture, which is sort of like Orange County uh, to Los Angeles or New Jersey to New York, but <laughs> sort of in the shadow of Tokyo. And it's, you know, it sort of gets a lot of teasing because it's not really rural. It's not really urban. So it's, it's, it's a nice place, too, though. And Saitama, of course, if you watch any anime, there's just tons of shows that are based in Saitama, like Lucky Star or Grand Shinchan uh, or uh, Anohana, of course, too. So you can go to the places if you ever visit Saitama. And then one prefecture over is, or one prefecture to the north is Guma, which is uh a a you know nice you know little more rural than saitama prefecture uh if you watch initial d this is the prefecture the initial d is yeah and uh yeah it's it's a nice place it's it's kind of good for jaylist because there's not that much exciting stuff to do so i i work a lot and it's i'm not you know uh burdened by a, a social life if i were in tokyo i'd be out you know drinking in bars and clubbing and all kinds of stuff that i wouldn't do here because it doesn't exist here so uh, it's kind of good and bad. Oh, really? Are you so so so? Are you saying that you're a party animal? I would. I <laughs> when I have friends, it's nice to go out. Hey, let's go out and actually do friendly stuff, you know. Uh, and I do that, you know. When I'm back in San Diego, it's nice to you know be in the heart of San Diego because I'm I'm based in downtown, so I can go out and just you know do stuff that I can't do here in here in Japan or here in Guma. So my impression of Gunma is that it's a pretty low key place, but if but people that that know Gunma only from watching Initial D probably think that it's like this crazy, you know, drift racing scene with uh, you know lots of action and police well, really, chasing people. Really, the whole reason people. drift racing is a thing is there's nothing else to do. So <laughs> literally, you're you you're you know there, there's nothing for a young person to do to sort of spice up his life. Uh, and, and so you get a, you get a car and you, you know, trick it out and then you go up Mount Akagi and you show off your car to the other people there. That's, that's, you know, one of the major things to do. Uh, you can go to a game center, maybe you can, you know, there's just the number of things to do is really limited. Um, if you're, if you're young and sort of just, you know, have a lot of time on your hands. So in initial D it's Mount Akina. So is that, is, is, do you know, is Mount Akina modeled after Mount Akagi? It's really modeled after Haruna. Haru, of course, okay. Haru meaning spring, even though the kanji is different. And and so, like, there's a, like, there's a there's a town called Ikaho, which is an onsen town. It's a nice place. And then the the road from Ikaho up to the top of Mount Haruna is the initial D, 
you know, the, the place where like the holy ground for initial D. And, uh, and in the initial D game, like those roads are all recreated in the games for, for PlayStation 3 and stuff. So it's kind of neat. I, I get those and play them, even though I'm terrible at those games. <laughs> you, you're like, you go a couple levels in and then it's like so hard you can never win anymore. So, uh, but it's it's fun. It's cool. So, so I'm guessing you've driven that road. Does it have the five hairpin turn just like in the just like in the TV oh, yeah. show? It's all there. I'm I'm too much of a wuss to actually um, drift my car though, because I would be I would be afraid of cracking it up. So, well, but every once in a while you see somebody else's car who has who has missed a turn and, and went off the road and messed up his beautiful car, and you're like, oh, dude. Well, um, you know, I, I I've ridden in at least one of your vehicles, and and despite the uh, you know, the nice interior and, and the electronics, I don't know that uh, that what well, you had an SUV, right? So I don't know if that's right. if that's gonna be. I cool. also have a BMW Z4, so that's that's what I would okay. take up there. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. I was gonna say I I hate to I'd hate to have you roll over your your <laughs> your, your SUV while you're trying to drift hairpin turns. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. So um, yeah. So so while we were having lunch with you. At at that at the uh, at the at that nice Indian restaurant, you were talking about how you have how you're interested in, in writing, and, and we started talking about you know how much how much content you must have to put into to put down on paper with 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 your with your long history of living in Japan and and what that you know Japanese people are interested in the foreigner perspective, and, and you know and that kind of got me thinking about. Yeah. You know what exactly is it like? Like, what are the what are the highlights? What are the most difficult things about being a foreigner and raising a family in Japan? And 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 I know that a lot of our listeners are fascinated by this because you know they've never, most of them have never been to Japan, let alone raised a family there. So it's fascinating for them. And so I'm not really sure where to start, but but I would but I would say, um, what is it like being a foreigner and 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 raising children and having a you know, a family in Japan. What are some of the what are some of the highlights and lowlights of that? Well, really, um, it's it's you know obviously being a foreigner in Japan, you can go to any other country or any other country outside of Asia, and and not quite feel like like if I were a foreigner living in Spain, of course I'd be a foreigner. They'd know it because I would be fumbling with their language, but I wouldn't appear to be a foreigner at first glance. It wouldn't be the same as you know, when you're here, you're basically wearing a giant yellow sign that says, look, foreigner here. And, <laughs> and, and I've known people who, who didn't like, you know, being a fish in a fishbowl, one friend said, and he, and he eventually went back to Oregon. Um, and, you know, he, he felt that while people are looking at me too much, and I'm standing out and I'm not, and I'm not, uh, you know, I, I feel like kids are always looking at me and I, and I don't like that and I'm going to go home. And, and I could understand that. Meanwhile, I never really felt that myself. Obviously, you're, you're a foreigner. You're, you're just a guy from some country, and you go into a store, and you make a purchase or whatever. It's really no different. Uh, obviously, the, the, big, the big issue is language. If you, if you speak you know, no Japanese, if you speak you know, fumbling Japanese, or if you're fluent, it, things will go more smoothly. And if you go into an electronic store and you say, hey, I'm looking for this thing, can you show me which aisle it's on? And you can do that in Japanese. The, they will, you know, pre, basically just treat you like a Japanese person because you're just speaking to them. Right. And the goal of every language learner is to, or everyone, everyone who studies Japanese, is to get to the point where they'll no longer praise your Japanese as being good. That's actually a bad thing. When they say, hey, Japanese is quite good. That's when you, you say, oh, man, I need to go study more because... The goal is to get to where they just won't even bother saying it because, of course, it's so good they'll just shut up and talk to you. Uh, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I'm not and sure I so, ever got past that point. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, just, you know, so basically I, I came here in 1991, uh, you know, uh, as things like that happened, I planned on being here a year or two. And of course, you know, I liked it. So I stayed and then I met, you know, my, my wife and uh, her her mother's there's this, this dish you eat in the winter called oden, which is like a stew of it's hard boiled eggs and, and kombu and uh, daikon. And just, it's just a really nice winter stew. And her mother made this wonderful dish for me. And I realized, well, the, the daughter of a woman who can make this, this level of delicious food certainly is someone I, I have to, you know, make sure I don't let go. So I ended up marrying <laughs> her. And uh, I don't know how she did it, but my wife said, uh, we're going to have two kids. We're going to have a boy first. And then a year later, we're going to have a girl. And she did that. And I'm like, well, how do you just wow. do that? You, you have like this, you know, this, this Benny Gesserit style, you know, Japanese, <laughs> you know, control over your body that you can decide what sex your baby is going to be. And I never could figure all <laughs> that out, but she managed to just do it. And so suddenly yeah, I'm, uh, you know, at the age of 25, I became a dad. Um, and, you know, I, I would say it's really no different from any Japanese married couple, except that when when you fight, you, uh, you know, switch between English and Japanese rather than just staying in one language. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was just a normal thing. OK, boom, I'm a dad now. Uh, when the, the kids went to Hoekuen, which is like the preschool here, um, you know, Oh, you, you know this. This kid's father's from America. Okay, and everyone was just very accepting of it. Um, one thing is they couldn't. I have a different name from my wife. Her name, her family name is Yanai, and my family name is Payne. And we're a a Beste Fufu, which is a married couple that has different last names, which is like a very recent thing. Where, okay. where it used to be legally required that the woman take the man's name, or the man could take the woman's name. It actually happens quite a lot here. Um, and so it was like a new concept that maybe a married couple wants to keep their own names for some reason. And in my case, I didn't want my kids to have the name pain in this environment where they want to sort of be Japanese. Um, so, that, so they have a different last name than me, but people couldn't understand that. So they always call me Yanai-san instead of Payne-san or whatever, or, or Peter-san. Um, so it was kind of funny. Like they just couldn't grapple the idea that, that people would have different last names. So, so just out of curiosity, is it is it uh, i'm not sure you know what your what your situation was but um with maybe with yourself or or with other um you know couples that you know do do japanese parents how do they feel about their their daughter or their son you know uh dating or marrying a foreigner how does that normally play out in japan really there's there's all kinds of of scenarios that come into play if, if anyone listening to this has a japanese girlfriend or boyfriend and wants to marry them there's you know the there's all kinds of different outcomes and obviously not every japanese family is open to the idea of their daughter usually marrying someone from another country mostly for the reason that 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 person will probably take their daughter away to some other country. Uh -huh. um, I had a, a friend from Canada married his wife, or married his Japanese girlfriend, and that was the reason they the, the family was opposed to it because they didn't want their wonderful daughter on the other side of the world and they can never see her. So there's all kinds of different reasons why why you know problems might occur. In my particular case, my daughter or my wife, of course, being a very smart woman, she she had me meet her mother. 
you know, in a formal way and having me say, you know, I'm, I'm dating your daughter with the, with the intention of marrying her eventually and, and, you know, very above board. And my, and my mother-in-law was like, Oh, that's fine. If, if you're, if, if that's what you guys want to do. And so that was great. And then the, my father-in-law was against it because we have a rural liquor store. We're basically okay. on top of everything else. Like my house is a liquor store. Um, and he's like, well, the, the customers wouldn't be able to accept a foreigner working in this liquor store. Like as if I would take over his liquor store someday. Wow. And it was just kind of funny. We all just said, oh, okay, whatever. And we just made our wedding plans and he shut up at like two weeks later. It was really funny. That, well, <laughs> I'm sure that, um, people's ears are perking up at the fact that, that you, uh, that you live, that your home is also a liquor store. I feel like that's probably like the life's dream for, for some so people. But... A, there was an internet thing about a dog in a like a little cigarette store, and the dog would like greet the customers, and that was like on the internet. That store is basically like my house before, like we we rebuilt it a little bit to make it newer. Okay, but uh, yeah, that's basically like the very that looked very familiar to me. That that, that video of that dog. So, so what ha- I mean, so I'm guessing that a lot of the times if this is an issue, it's because the, the woman is, is that the, the woman is the Jap, like the, the, it's the daughter of a Japanese, of a Japanese couple. Does the cup, do the parents really, do they, in Japan, do they have the ability to really get in the, in between like the marriage and the relationship? Is that something that happens or? No, just- certainly not. There's, there's. What what like like anyone who's who's interested in marrying a Japanese person should should understand these issues. But there's there's like one of the things about Japan is there's kata, which is the the social thing you should be doing in in any given case, and also refers to the poses you make in karate and martial arts. But in this case, it's sort of the 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 thing that you should be doing that you you click into place or you don't click into place and, and that determines how smoothly some some social interactions will go. But in the case of you know marriage, it's a very you know it's very established things that you should do and you should make sure you, you get your parent the parents permission and, and okay. then you're gonna have a a wedding and, and they're gonna sort of invite all of their friends who will who will formally uh, you know, celebrate your wedding, and I'll, these are the things that you do in order to go smoothly. And if you don't do those things, uh, you know, things can get rough later on. I had a friend who, who had a had a girlfriend, and his visa was running out, and he had no choice, and he married her without the parents' permission or approval. He was twenty years older than her, so they had some valid concerns oh, wow. that yo, you know, it's not the person for you. But she loved him, and that was all that mattered. And, and they didn't have a wedding, and therefore they didn't really sort of get the families okay. And so they had this sort of, you know, disapproval in their in their marriage the whole time. And eventually they actually got divorced for, for probably unrelated reasons. But so, you know, you, you want to understand these things and, and go smoothly with them. And that's how you sort of succeed. Okay. And the more, you know, the more if the family's on board and they know that you're, you're going to take you know, they're, they're, you're taking the daughter's happiness very seriously. You know, these are the kinds of things that, that will, that will make things go smoothly. I, I hope that everybody listening is taking notes right now. So mm-hmm. you have the, you, you're, you're receiving the roadmap to, uh, to, uh, to dating in Japan. If you, if, if anybody ever wants to do that. Yeah. I mean, I think that in America, I feel like the, the traditions of sort of getting permission from, 
from the from from the from your girlfriend's parents is sort of a fading thing. Like pe- people don't really yeah. require it anymore. But I kind of feel like maybe that's still an important thing in Japan. Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's it's Asia. You've got things like you know the you you know you you've got her parents to take into consideration. You've got uh, you know just to sort of things that that are important and and like like we have this this. On, I really love it. It's it's kind of silly, but on New Year's Day, which is of course the biggest holiday in Japan, we go all around to the to the you know other family members and we just sort of visit with them. It's called aisatsu, which just means greetings. So it's just a sort of formal, official Happy New Year greetings on the first of the year, and you catch up with them and find out what they've been doing. You know, of course, Japan's very old, so you find out who died last time you were there, uh, and then yeah. you give you give like like 20 or 30 dollars to anyone who's under the age of 18 as a new year's gift and that getting that money of course makes the kids very happy and it makes them very sociable like they're they're very happy to sit there and socialize with family members that they wouldn't maybe normally want to socialize with cuz they're going to get this payoff at the end and so it's <laughs> it's really quite nice and then it encourages savings cuz then of course the parents put that money in the bank and the kids have you know several hundred dollars saved even when they're only 10 years old and that's a very good mindset to have Right, yeah. So, can we sh- can we shift gears for a minute? Because my background in Japan obviously is teaching, and and as I've said on the podcast many times, I've I was in a number of different uh, elementary schools, and also you know in in Aikawa too. But but um, I was always fascinated by you know like what is it, what is your perspective and your experience, and what is it like raising. Or like putting a child through through school in Japan. I'm I'm not sure if you went with like with like the, the traditional Japanese route or or how you or how you went about it. But I know that people people have a uh, a perspective about um, school life in Japan because of anime and because of you know things that they've heard and yeah yeah. So basically, when like I, I very happily met this person who was the wife of my boss at the time, and she was like like born in California but half Japanese and really just like exactly half Japanese and half American and and a little like batty she was a little bit sort of like like odd and everyone was sort of like she's a lot and then and then this this person Americans would say that's a, such an odd Japanese person because they didn't really want her in their camp and then Japanese would say well this person is such an odd American woman because they didn't want her in, in their camp and I realized it's not good to be exactly 50% something. You should be more on one side or more on the other. So when my kids were born, we specifically said, I want them to be 70% Japanese and 30% American or 70% American and 30% Japanese so that they've got more of, a, of an anchor to one side or the other. And, and we specifically set out to do that. And um, I think we ended up pretty good. My son is really 70% Japanese, but he has, you know, emotional ties to America. He feels, you know, of course, he's got American citizenship. He feels like he's an American, but he's also Japanese. And he knows about things like Pop-Tarts and Scooby-Doo, which are very core. <laughs> if you're an American, you have to know these things. Very important. Uh, and then my daughter, who studied for four years in Australia, she probably feels a little more American. Um, she has, you know, more connection with English than Japanese. And so, you know, I think I work it really well. And so as they go forward in their lives, they're going to, at least have a basic anchor. 
but basically to to raise them japanese i you know, obviously with it, when you're trying to do something hard like consider different strategies and try them all out and see what works that's how i learned japanese so you sort of just that that's a really good general approach to life anyway but um i basically like i I pretended there's no such thing as a DVD in Japanese. Every DVD must be in English. Uh-huh. So every movie we got, every Harry Potter film, we would get them sent over from America and we'd watch them in English. And that was really good, I think. It was, um, you know, the, the kids, you know, if you if you give someone a choice, they'll say, well, I don't want to do that or something like that. But if you just, you know, plunk them down and we're going to watch Harry Potter kids and, and, oh, it's in English, and they just won't even think about it. Of course, they're young, they're, their brains are flexible. And they just sort of learned language that way. Um, at one point, I had a, a blue or a uh, Ray Earth DVD I was watching, and I would watch it in Japanese because I prefer that. But then my daughter came out and she said, "What are you watching, Dad?" And I and I put it in English, and then I sat there and watched it with her in English again, pretending, "Well, there's only English on this." Sorry. So I watched all of Ray Earth dubbed in English, which I wouldn't have otherwise done, <laughs> specifically so that I could make my kids get closer to English. And again, that worked out really well. They, we watch it all the time and it was, it was really cool. So for someone doing the opposite, you'd probably want to do, you know, Japanese to form more connection with Japanese, which is of course difficult to do. Um, but anyway, that worked out well. Um, as far as school, I mean, they just basically went to Japanese schools are a little bit different from America. You've got public school and private school private school sounding like something that's fancy and rich, but it isn't really, it's just private schools. Um, and basically everyone goes to the elementary or junior high school that's near them. And that's public school. And then in high school, you maybe go to a public high school, but you probably will choose a high school that is, you know, at your level or, or, or in the direction that you want to do stuff in. Like if you want to go on to college and you'll choose a high school for that. So anyway, the, the kids went to um, just regular, you know, regular school, and they, you know, had a regular Japanese education, which is again what we wanted because what is a Japanese person? It's someone who has passed through the Japanese required education to be to to be considered a Japanese, and they can read, read and write all the yeah. kanji and all that stuff. So they just did normal uh, yeah. high school or elementary school and junior high school, and then high school. My son went to a school because he wanted to go to Waseda, so he went to a high school that's affiliated with that university. My daughter went to Australia. So, so Peter, my impression of, and, and I'm sure that this varies from school to school, but my impression of middle school life and high school life in Japan is that it's very, very rough on the on, on the children. Is I had some students that used to tell me how much how much work they had to do uh, in Akaiwa just to be a, just to have a prayer of a chance of getting into like the high school or the college that they wanted. And I'm wondering if you can share any experiences about how is it is it truly as difficult as I think people think it is in Japan for kids that are in middle middle school and high school. Is is it? Do you have any experiences that you can share about that? Sure. So basically, you know, so high school works like college. It's a mini version of the college system. So basically, Japan organizes their education system so that it's it, it's really beautiful. And Americans would probably appreciate it. It's a meritocracy because the ones who study the hardest will, will get into the famous university, certainly, but also high school. A lot of kids have to do this test twice, and it's, it's a really, really hard test. Uh, but anyway, the... 
the private schools are slightly easier to get into and they cost a lot of money. And the really cheap schools are the ones, the, the most famous schools like Tokyo University, Kyoto University, and, and they are cheap and the, the competition is really high to get into them. And so you will really, really study hard to get into those schools. And actually, because they're cheap, you're basically not using much of your parents' money if you go to Tokyo University or Kyoto University. That's interesting. So it's sort of a, it's showing thanks and respect to your parents by get by getting into the cheapest and best university that, that has the le has the least cost to them. So it's kind of interesting the way that works. That feels that feels a little counterintuitive to me. Like in a, in maybe that's just been an American perspective, but to me, I feel like you you would expect the more expensive schools to have the more prestigious teachers and. Uh, you know the most cutting-edge educational tools and things like that. So, are, right are, and actually, like Tokyo University, it's it's a public school and it, it's it's quote unquote the most famous school. But then, it, like the campus isn't really that nice because it's public school. It's not, you know, Aoyama University is much more beautiful. It's a private school. So I mean, there's there's a little bit of stuff there. But in terms of prestige, Tokyo University is the number one school, mainly just because it shows how dedicated you were because you got in amidst all that competition. And as a reward, you can go to college for something like $3,000 a semester. It's very cheap. It's not expensive at all. The, uh, so are those, do you know, are those schools, do they receive subsidies from the government in order to, uh, to operate at such low cost to the, to the students? Yeah. I never, I never really figured out how they can do it so cheap. Um, even like my, my daughter went to a, a Christian private, junior high school and and the cost was like $300 a month to us which is actually pretty reasonable considering this, this big huge school that she was going to so I'm sure subsidy must be going to all schools right including ones because they couldn't possibly operate that cheaply <clears throat> one of the, the the way politics works in Japan is to be right of center to be right-wing politics you're like Abe of course is right-wing you're going to be pro-business and you're going to be pro-America, pro-Japan's relationship with America. And then to be left-wing is to be against America, like all of the, the demonstrations against the, the American treaty that we have back in the 70s was a very left-wing thing. And to be pro-China and to think that America should, or Japan should, sever relations with America and be on China's side. That's, that's what to be left-wing in Japan is. And in public education, there's a lot of teachers who are left-wing and and just by that by that sort of you know the the, the atmosphere of the Funiki was that they probably wouldn't be impressed by these half American children uh, who could speak English and they wouldn't be praised for speaking English. So that's why we sort of chose other options for junior high school for okay. our kids. Okay. My son went to it was really cool actually. It's a um, immersion English elementary, junior high, and high school that's in Ota, and so he went there, and that was that worked out really well for him. And, of course, my daughter went to a, a, a private Japanese junior high school and then a high school in Australia. I so basically, I just didn't want to be in a situation where there might be negativity from right. from teachers, and that's sort of the impression that that, that I had. And we just sort of said, yeah, we, we might as well do this in a you know, two-year option instead. I always heard that, you know, in America, people work, kids slack off in high school, and then they and then they 
and then they bust their butts when they get to college, and and that's where the real, that's where the where where the real elbow grease is applied. But in Japan, I've I've heard from multiple people that kids bust their asses in high school, and when they get, and, and when they get to college, that's when like the like the slacking off happens and when everybody just parties right. all the time. So. Right now, my son is having the time of his life because he's going to Waseda. He's 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 doing an engineering courses, doing a lot of courses, but it's, it's not super super demanding. Uh, and he's in the golf club, so he goes golfing. He does. He's in the drama club, so he's got you know time to, to do you know stage play things like that. So he's really just. It's, it's like the last time in his life before he starts working that he'll be able to just really enjoy things and, you know, f- you know, full ride from his parents. Man, I sure would, I would love to have that in college. <laughs> yeah. So the, so the kids in Japan truly are living like the college experience. Right. That's why you, you make sure you get into college. Um, and, and in his particular case, usually Japanese kids, and it, this isn't for everybody. This is really for, for college-minded kids. They'll do Juken, which is is a year worth of study to take a really important test basically. Right. And they'll do that in their third year of junior high school and then they'll get into a high school and then they'll do it again to get into a college three years later. And and really dedicated kids basically never stop studying. They're just constantly going to these Juku schools and to keep their to keep their you know math and, and history and all that, those things high. And it, it from a certain point of view, like it's just terrible to do to kids. Like the idea that you study after school, three hours, and then you go on Saturday and you study more on Saturday just to get into college. Like it's, it's really, you know, and if you look at like reasons why Japan is, is not, um, you know, they're like, Oh my God, our, our birth rate is so low. Well, of course it's low. You've got these kids, uh, you know, dedicated to their studies, which is good, but you know, all things being equal, kids should probably be going on dates or sort of experiencing life and, and, Maybe that will, you know, if, if you can sort of move back towards that, it would be it would be good for Japan. It would be good for Japan's birth rate. I don't know what they can do at this point, though. They tried, like, they had a, a like, six or seven-year period where they said, we're putting too much focus on education. Why don't we relax standards a little bit? And, and then, like, everything went to hell. Like, all the test scores are terrible. Japan is in the same situation that America was where, America, like in the 80s, we had these really low test scores and Japan had high test scores, and we felt bad about that. And meanwhile, now Japan has low test scores compared to Korea, China, Thailand, all these other countries that are you know, really dedicated. And, and so Japan is, you know, it's the same as the same that we were, we were. But so now Japan really can't relax though because they still need to, to maintain this intensity to, to have their... their economy be moved forward by all the smart kids entering the workforce. So it's just difficult. You can't really let up on the gas pedal or else China will completely win economically is the idea. Uh-huh. So there's like a, there's a, like a high sense of competition there. Right. Well, I, ha- I really have to sort of, sort of control myself and step away from that, from that discussion about the birth rate, because I know that that's, We've talked Actually, about that at length, I and people about are interested. That in my update yesterday and I, and I was going to write about a couple of different things and I realized the birth rate question is, such a long thing. I just had to throw out my other topic and just do a long post about just the birth rate. Anyway, so why don't we talk about J List for for a little bit here? I'm sure. I'm uh, I'm curious to hear what to hear what you guys have. Uh, you know, if you guys like what you guys are planning, what your big offerings are. Um. So basically, this year we're we're working on a bunch of different games. 
We have a game called Nympho uh, Sensei Ryoko, which is a quite naughty game. That's yeah. a game that we're going to come out with soon. I'm sorry, uh, did you say Nympho, Senf- Nympho, Nympho Sensei? Nympho Sensei Ro- Ryoko, R-Y-O-K-O is the English title. Oh, my God. The, the Japanese title is the the day in the life of the bitch Sumeraga Ryoko. It was just kind of a weird title. <laughs> I didn't think it was worth uh, trying to translate that directly. Wow. Wow, that, you, it's almost like you have to buy that game just, just because of the title. I mean, honestly, yeah. I don't even care what it's about. It, it's it's Nympho Sensei. Wow. That's and then intense. we have Flowers coming. Flowers is a really beautiful Yuri title, uh, and we we made a demo, and there were some, some issues with the demo because we used the script that hadn't been edited for the first version, so we did a new version of the demo, and we've got work, some, some additional work we're going to be doing to, to make sure that game is, is in a beautiful shape when we get it out, so that'll be coming out certainly before Anime Expo. Um, and then the third game we've got is called Seinarukana, which is a very large-scale and serious RPG that's the sequel to a game called Acelia, which we also have on the site. And it's a, you know, for people who want RPGs, they want a, a beautiful world uh, and a beautiful story, this is really that game that you should get into. Uh, it's an adult game, so it's got, you know, really well-developed, romance and then sex with the different characters but it's you know the world is so cool it's just it's almost like you don't need that aspect if you don't want that and of course we'll have a steam version that will be available too and the steam version has new a lot of new paths and new um you know game elements for to replace the part that won't be in the steam version of course since you can't have adult stuff on steam uh so those are three things we're working on in addition a couple more things that we'll be announcing at anime expo which we always like to do and uh, we're definitely busy every day on network until 2 a.m. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's what happens when you, the, the origin of the word business is busyness. And uh, that's I can vouch for that. Interesting. That's, I never thought about that. Wow. So, so, so right now on JList, your games are, you guys are really excited about your games, and, and people should be going to JList to check out the games, I'm guessing, is what you're saying. Yes, definitely. And you can pre-order any game and get 10% off for the pre-order. I'm, I'm checking out some of these titles that you've mentioned on your site. Because I, you know, because I haven't had a... It's been a while since I've had a Japanese title that I... that I Because Japanese games just don't make it over... Just don't make it to the States anymore. They don't release JRPGs or anything like that on, the, on console <coughs> systems. So where That's else, weird where else do you turn for that? Made, like, like right now we're having a renaissance of visual novels and and obviously that's coming out because of steam and it's a good thing because a lot more people are are becoming fans of visual novels and they're playing them steins gate obviously was really big and and that eventually be coming out on steam i guess even though that's not by us um and it's nice that there is all this attention given to visual novels and i like that i'm just worried about things like steam Obviously, Steam causes us to take content out of the games, which no fan likes, uh-huh. uh, and and so little, just the little frustrations there. And then, of course, Steam has this this problem: like to to get a high ranked game on Steam, you have to charge nine ninety five or four ninety five or some really low amount of money, uh, or you'll never get ranking and you'll never get a lot of sales on Steam. And that has the same problem as as like when apps came along and suddenly the apps were 9.95 and then they were 4.95 and then they were 195 and now they're 99 cents and now wow. they're free to play but you have spam in your you know it's sort of 
erased to the bottom. And I, I hope that Steam fans will understand that when a game needs to cost $25, it needs to cost $25 because of the the money that went into it and the cost of the translation and the, you know, the, the licensing and all that stuff. So I hope they will be understanding of that and will buy it at $25 or $35 or whatever, rather than saying, well, I'm going to wait for this eventual sale because it's sort of, it's, a, it's kind of causing problems. If, if every game has to be $9.95 or if every game has to only be bought on sale, uh, it, it does sort of limit what a, any of the companies, including us that are doing stuff on steam, can can do in the future so try to give give a care to that if there's a game you like support them even if it's not on sale um you know whatever as much as you can um i have, i'm afraid we're getting my fear is that we're in a steam bubble and, and eventually there'll be so many titles on steam people won't have time to play them and, and basically no game will make any money except for the top you know one or two or three games so i'm hoping that that you know that doesn't come to pass because there's a lot of japanese companies who the only chance they have of staying in business another five years is getting getting content and getting distribution on Steam because the the, Jap, the old Japanese model of sell a game in a big box for eighty eight dollars isn't you know isn't something that fans are going to continue to support. Peter, are you aware that you have over two hundred games on J List? Yeah, we have so many games; it's ridiculous. I've been doing this for 20, 20 years. This is our twentieth anniversary this year. It's 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 take it from me. I'm a I'm one of those people that's been waiting 10 years for the next Persona title to come out, literally yeah. suffering day by day. And here, and here's this website, JList. I can literally go on here and get and get all these games that are anime all games. Those 200 summer Japanese. I, we don't have a separate section for just English games. I don't think we do, do we? Yeah, we do. do. I see. I see English anyway. visual novels and PC imports. Lots of imports, but like, but people love imports. I'm playing one right now. Dragon Quest Builders just came out. And I'm having the time of my life playing playing nice. playing my Minecraft clone of yeah, Dragon we Quest. We sell a lot of the, the the console games are nice. Um, we sell a lot of the import PC games because they're just the quality is so high. Um, you know, a lot of people I know like there's many ways to study Japanese, and a lot of people do study Japanese through games. And you know, hey, you know, learn Japanese through Arage. It's a uh, that's got to be a fun way to learn Japanese. Yeah, hey, at least there's a payoff at the end. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Peter, it's been a pleasure talking with you again. You know, hmm. I, I I'm looking forward to when to when to when we can see you again in Japan, and um, yeah, we'll and and maybe and maybe this time we'll take you to to one of our favorite restaurants. Cool. But um, until and then, if I'm in Florida, I'll certainly visit with you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, there are some there are some killer Cuban restaurants. In, in, uh, in our area that, that that I would love to take you to and nice. but until then I'll just look forward to our to our next interview but everybody should Very definitely nice talking to you guys everybody should definitely go check out jlist.com or or jbox.com your safe yeah, for so jlist.com is our everything website including adult products uh, if you want the naughty stuff go there jbox.com is all ages stuff only uh, we're also all over the place on social media so follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash jboxcom. Uh, I started doing Instagram pretty seriously, so we're on also jlistcom on Instagram at jlistcom, uh, and then of course Twitter is jlist. So talk to us. Uh, I always reply to you know any mention or any or any questions. So if you have uh, things you want me to write about on the on the jlist site, I'm always open to that. So um, yeah, hit us up on social media. All right, Peter. Well, until next time, keep working hard and. Um... And, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay, take care. All right, take care. You too.
，拜拜，拜拜。